actually hear my voice this time. Uh, and uh, to, uh, to my son who's in the other room, he's hanging out with me today here at the 5x5 headquarters. He has asked me if he can cough. Yes, you can cough. They won't pick up on the microphone. We can talk about microphones. This is the uh, Telefunken M. Is this the M82 or the M80? That's the M82. M82. I always forget. I get confused between the M80 and the M82. I'm sorry. I'm not perfect. Um, and this one, uh, just like the very famous RE20, the probably industry standard broadcast microphone for decades, and the Heil PR40, and the, you know, most of the microphones that you see, uh, podcasters and radio broadcasters using these things started out as um, kick drum mics. That's really what they are designed to do, but they also happen to pick up the voice, human voice really well. So go figure. So anyway, that's what I'm using here. And this mic is great, but it's a very much a directional mic. So if I go off mic a little bit, you're, you're not going to hear me so well. So you're certainly not going to hear someone coughing in the other room. So anyway, uh, welcome. It's the day before Thanksgiving here in uh in austin texas and the rest of the country and even the parts of the world that don't celebrate thanksgiving it's still the day before thanksgiving and are you seeing people driving around uh, as as you drive around already having their christmas decorations up it's it's uh, mind-boggling to me because thanksgiving you only really have the one day uh it's not like a whole week of festivities or anything so you have just the one day you can't really do many decorations for thanksgiving not really the turkey little the little when i was a kid we used to have a little paper turkey that had a little thing at the top and you'd open it and it would sort of it was like paper that would fan out that was our our only thanksgiving decoration so i'm already seeing giant inflatable grinches on people's yards i've seen a, a giant inflatable uh menorah the other day i guess people just feel when do you put up your when do you put yours up your decorations. Do you put them up now? Is it like the weekend after Thanksgiving that, that people put them up? Falk is asking what special dishes uh, you have. Well, we're having uh, a very, a very Austin, Texas style Thanksgiving this year. Well, I'd be curious to hear what you're having. Uh, but what we're having is we're having a, uh, I bought, a, bought it all this year. I'm not, not cooking anything. I mean, unless you count heating stuff up as cooking and I don't. Uh, what we're having is, uh, a smoked Turkey. Someone else smoked it. It's going to be delicious. A rack of baby back ribs and a bunch of sides. It's a very Texas kind of a Thanksgiving and it's just the way I like it. It's great. So, uh, so that's what we're having, but I'm curious what, what, what y'all are having now. My son was very insistent that we have the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. I grew up always, we always had the marshmallows on top. And my aunt used to make that. And my mom has no memory of this. Anytime I talk to her, she says, I don't, I don't have, we never made that. I never had that. I'm like, we had it every year. She's like, I never made that. I'm like, yeah, Aunt Rita made it. So I loved that. And I feel like, you know, sweet potatoes aren't sweet enough. You got to have the, but it's once a year. It's once a year. I think. Falk says, Ribs, yes, absolutely. Baby, baby back ribs, smoked baby back ribs. So you know, I was on um, about a week ago. I was on the Daily Tech News Show, Tom Merritt's amazing news show that he's been doing for all all of these years. And uh, I remember when he first started the show, and it's been amazing to see how that show has grown. And uh, he's got Sarah on it. It's and he's got like a crew and a team. And whenever he invites me on this show, 
there he he invite you know they invite you and they share the spreadsheet they use a google docs spreadsheet basically to show you the different topics that they're going to have the links for the show notes what they want to talk about the format of the show and they've even got a little thing now where it it's like if you take too long talking about something their producer who's like watching how long the segments are taking does something in the spreadsheet. It'll like turn the top red to let you know, like move on. Like you're talking too long. It was very weird and cool. And like, I I want that. I want to have that. That seems pretty cool. So I tweeted a picture of this mug that I'm going to make. I've decided I'm going to give everybody. I know the same Christmas gift this year, except for the people who just celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, in which case they're going to get the Hanukkah or Kwanzaa gift. It's going to be the same. It's going to be a mug with my face on it. And that's going to be the only gift that I'm giving out this year. No one is getting anything else. No one's getting a customized or personalized gift. And I'm going to make like a hundred of them and I'm going to put in the order and it's just going out. And it's like an, it's my, it's my avatar. And I just used Photoshop to make it look like an illustration. And that's all I'm sending out. That's it. That's it. Cause it's 2020 and it's just going to say 2020 on the bottom of it. And that's how we'll all remember. Yes. Yeah, so CKL says it's a, it's a mug of your mug. It is, it will be, it shall be. And any listeners who want one, you know what? You, you Maybe you become a patron um, on patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Maybe you'll get a mug. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe some of the people will get mugs. I just found a half box full of fireside mugs after I thought that we had given away all of them. So I don't know what to do with those other than just use them. Um, Sarah on Twitter is replying to me and John Roderick about something, and she's quoting... Uh, the lines uh, from Cheers, the the opening song of Cheers, which I like. Thank you, Sarah. I don't know what that is in response to, but I'll take it. I'll take it. So I do actually have some uh, links to talk about today, uh, just a few, because I th- it feels slow. It feels like a slow day, doesn't it? And I'm doing quit this week. I missed it last week. I'm sorry. And I, I was going to have a guest. Now I don't know if I'm going to have a guest or if I'm just going to take questions. This is the question that I don't have an answer to. So tell me what you what you want and who should I have as a guest and who could I get last minute? I'm 99.9% sure though that I'm going to uh, call the, the UFO show. And it's not just about UFOs. It's not. It's about a lot of different things. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to call it Out There. Out There. This title was suggested to me uh, by a friend, friend of the show, Moises, uh, as we were talking about it. And what I like about it is that it, you know, when I was a kid, I watched a show called In Search Of. And I think any Gen Xers know this show. It was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. I think they brought it back later on, you know, like like rebooted it. And I don't think it stuck. But back in the olden times, in the 70s, Leonard Nimoy hosted this show called In Search Of. And they would explore different topics, everything from UFOs to Bigfoot to Stonehenge, you know, that kind of stuff. And they would just talk about it. But the name In Search Of always was kind of cool because it's like they're like, it, it right away says we don't have all the answers, right? But we want to find out. We're wanting to learn about it. We're wanting to find out more about it. We want to figure out what this is. And I loved that about the show. It wasn't them saying, we're going to disprove it and show you that it's BS or this is definitely real. You better believe it was simply, 
we want to learn more about it. And that's what this show that I'm working on is, is all about, right? Out there is a good name for it, but I have a hesitation. I've expressed this to some friends. I'm wondering if, if y'all can weigh in on this for me. I'd like to hear from all of you about it, not just in the chat, but in Twitter and wherever you are. My one concern is that the expression out there can also be used to mean, oh, that's that's really out there, meaning like almost derogatory. Everybody I've said that to, they say, no, you're overthinking it. That's not a problem. It, no one's going to think of it like that except you and you're dumb. So this is my question. Does it make you think of that or does it make you think of something else? Uh, another alternate name that I, I think Zach Holder recommended um, was um, Encounters, which I like, but I have two problems with that. One, um, not everything is going to be about UFOs and aliens and, and Bigfoot and stuff. I might talk about the, um, the, the, the theory, and a lot of this is going to be about theory. And we might talk about time travel, for example. We might talk about... Um, the simulation theory. Uh, I might talk about the uh, supposed tunnels under the Denver airport. These aren't encounters. Uh, they It kind of fits, but it kind of doesn't. And the second concern that I have is that uh, encounters might make people think that it's some kind of a hookup show or something, which, I mean, maybe it will be. Maybe, maybe it will be. Uh, who's to say? But... Um, Probably not. And so that I have some hesitations about that. So I want to hear what you think about that. If you're, if, if you care to give me your thoughts. Um, but, uh, the reason I bring this up is because we have, we have just found, and I'm sure that you've heard about this. Uh, and for those of you who are watching on YouTube, uh, or, or Periscope or wherever else you enjoy the show, you can see the, the video that I'm about to show you of this, um, which is that this, and uh, listen, Everybody and their mom sent me this uh, article talking about this mysterious monolith that was found in the desert in Utah. And if you're watching, you can see this. It's tall. I have another article in the show notes. Show notes are going to be at uh, dbl.fireside.fm slash, what is this, five? Something like that. Anyway, they talk about what this monolith is. Uh, they say it's between 10 and 12 feet high. Uh, they say, obviously, it was planted there. Uh, one of the biologists uh, who spotted it was flying over it and said, there's something weird. We've got to go look at it. But they're saying that it's in a very remote location, very, very remote. And they're saying not to go visit it. People used Google Earth, and of course, they found it right away. And they said that it is remote and highly inhospitable. Officials are not revealing the exact location of the monolith because it is in such a remote area, and there's concern that visitors will become stranded and require rescue. Anyone who may know the location of the monolith is being encouraged to refrain from visiting it due to hazardous road conditions. So, there is a monolith... It's probably an art installation type thing, or at best case, it's an art installation. At worst case, it's a it's a prank and a good one. And uh, yeah, I do want to see it. And you know what else I want to do? I want to go to Trinity. I don't know if they're going to be having it twice a year 
Okay, so for those who don't know, Trinity is the atomic, uh, the site of the first detonation of the first atomic bomb. It's the Trinity site. Trinity was the code name for the project. And uh, and and I really want to go visit Trinity. And they open it up, I believe, for a while it was just once a year. Now I think it's twice a year. And I think the next time they do it is in April. Chris in the chat room says, not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. I wish it was aliens. That's not how they're going to communicate with us by putting a uh, almost impossible to find monolith in the middle of the Utah desert. That reminds me, did, did any of you Gen Xers out there read the book when you were a kid called masquerade which was about it was uh kip i forget the guy's name he was this artist and i think it was in the uk and he did this amazing art book which was basically if you read this every page contained a clue and if you put all these clues together it would show you the location of this special necklace in the shape of a rabbit, a hare, because that was like the main character in the book. And it was real and it was hidden somewhere out in the middle of, I guess, the English countryside, but they didn't even say that, but it contained latitude and longitude coordinates and other things like that. And someone did find it, uh, but it was a, um, it was a like person who I think knew the author or was an, married to the author's ex-wife or something that made it a little suspect. But uh, yeah, there's a really cool story. It was the story that was the inspiration for the movie 2001. And I believe that the story, a short story was by Asimov and it was called, uh, who, who obviously wrote 2001. Uh, and I believe it was called Sentinel. And what this did this in this story, in this short story uh, there was some kind of, and this is the theory behind 2001 as well, that there was a monolith type thing uh, discovered. And I don't think that it looked like the monolith in the movie, the way it was described in the short story, but it was discovered and like the discovery of it, it sent a message to another planet that sent it out into space. But the idea was that human beings would have needed to get good enough at science without destroying themselves that they could get to the moon and then on the moon there would be this monolith that they would need to uncover and if they could uncover this thing then that showed that a they could get off of the earth and b they could make it to another planet and c they could find something and excavate it and then it would send a signal to the great alien intelligence somewhere and they that would i guess just like um just like the humans that invented uh, warp in the Star Trek universe that uh, that was sort of the first contact. Once once a society had developed warp technology, we could contact them. They could welcome them to the great uh, the great uh, interstellar alliance. Uh, Co-Stormer is asking for doing call-ins. I'm not doing uh, call-ins right now. Oh, thank you, Robert. He has pointed out that it's not Asimov. It's Arthur C. Clarke. I'm tired and I'm wrong. And of course it was Arthur C. Clarke. And I know because I'm sitting here thinking something sounds wrong about what I'm saying, but that's why this is just a stream and no one cares. And since I'm wrong, there's something else I want to talk about besides Arthur C. Clarke. And is this little piece of hair right here is, is like going crazy right now. And I, I need, I, 
I need something that I can put in it. I'm wondering what y'all recommend to put in that it would just force. It's just this piece right here. The rest of it's perfect, but it's just this one little, what do you do about that? I haven't had long hair and this isn't even that long in decades. I was probably in college last time I had hair that was any longer. And uh, Abraham says, it's the internet, Dan. We always care. No, you're right. It's Arthur C. Clarke. I don't know why I said it. I'm going to title this episode Arthur C. Clarke just to, you know, make penance. But I, I'm trying to remember who wrote. Uh, was it Asimov that wrote Sentinel? Somebody fact check this for me. Or was it Arthur C. Clarke that wrote them all? I think it was Arthur C. Clarke now that wrote everything. Okay. Let me just move on to the next story. Sweep that under the rug. Uh, Salesforce is talking about buying Slack. What do you think? Is this is this good or is this bad if Slack gets bought? I mean, we know Slack's going to get bought. We've always known Slack was going to get bought. But they're saying they could reach a deal within days, possibly by the time Salesforce reports its third quarter financial results on Tuesday. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if that actually happened, unless they mean next Tuesday. They're saying that Slack has a market value of more than $17 billion. But what's interesting, as usual, as soon as this announcement comes out, uh, the stock markets, you know, freak out about it. And um, shares of Slack are up 30% and shares of Salesforce drop 5%. Pretty interesting. There are going to be some really rich people there. Really rich people. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Speaking of, um, uh, of, of news... Some sad news today. Bill Murray's brother, Ed, who was the inspiration behind Caddyshack and who I guess wrote Caddyshack or wrote part of Caddyshack, has passed away. And you've seen him in a lot of movies. I believe that he was, wasn't he, wasn't he in Caddyshack? Isn't Ed Murray, wasn't he? Let me look for a picture of him. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he was in Caddyshack and I think he was also in a handful of other movies as well but no 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 i'm thinking of a different brother i'm thinking of the other brother okay uh who's the actor this guy's not an actor he looks uh different from the other actor i guess they had bill murray has two brothers but anyway this guy was apparently the inspiration for danny noonan in uh in caddyshack if you've seen that movie uh so that's sad that he has passed on um, I'm going to save this Clifford link for the last one because we have some horrible COVID stuff as usual to talk about. And like I said, it's the day before Thanksgiving and everybody's saying don't travel and everyone I know it kind of is traveling. They're either in total lockdown or they are, uh, they are, you know, traveling and, uh, and, and, and doing things. And there's people who will tell you that air, airline travel, traveling in, in an airplane is actually very safe. Maybe being on an airplane is safer than walking into a restaurant to pick up some food. I've heard this. I've heard this. Have you heard that? Have you heard that that's safer? Being on an airplane? Because the way that the air is circulated and the separation, everyone has to wear a mask and there's, you know, maybe the seats in between are, 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 are vacant. I've heard different things that maybe this is even safer. And that's not what I think people are worried about. It's not being on the plane. It's the airport. It's everything that leads up to the plane and everything that you get on after the plane. That, I think, is where people are worried. And then, of course, you're going to be mingling with people. 
And I was just talking to a friend this morning that was saying, oh, we're going over my parents' house, but they refuse to wear masks in their home. And when other people are there, they only wear them when they go out. Well, I think there's a lot of people who fit into that uh, model of thinking. They, well, I'm at home and the people in my house are, I can trust them if they're in my house, I can trust them. And, you know, like, it does seem kind of weird to put a mask on in your house, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm in my house. I don't really want to wear a mask, is the thinking. But you kind of need to. So she's saying, oh, I'm not even going to go then. Now I'm not even going to go over there. Uh, and yes, uh, Abraham in the in the chat is saying the airport's the unsafe part. Oh, some people chiming in about Slack. Uh, Chris says he'll stop using Slack if it gets sold. Slack is all, uh, Jason says uh, Slack is already past its prime, so perfect time for it to be absorbed into the Borg. And... Um, Chris K says, don't watch the film while sitting in an airport. The film, of course, is a reference to what Merlin and, uh, and I on Back to Work refer to as the film, which is the Aviator fantastic movie. For some reason, what's your Thanksgiving movie? Do you all have a Thanksgiving movie? I think for people who grew up in my time period, of course, in Christmas time, we always think of a Christmas story. That's kind of the quintessential um, Christmas movie, along with Die Hard. Those are the two that I watch. Sorry, I bumped the mic there. Uh, those are the two that I absolutely love and watch every single year. Do you have a Thanksgiving movie that you like? What is it? What's your Thanksgiving movie? Mine has become, I don't know why. I do know why. It's become best in show because there's the dog show that happens on Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and maybe I think about the dog show and this has become a Thanksgiving movie, but if you haven't seen best in show, treat yourself. It's a hilarious movie. Fred Willard knocks it out of the park in that. Uh, he's great. Miss him. All right. But here's the reality is, um, Thanksgiving, they're calling it time bomb fears. America has already suffered its deadliest day since May. More than 6 million people are flying for Thanksgiving. It seems like too many, uh, I, I just think that's crazy. The death toll was 2,157 on Tuesday yesterday. That's they, I hate when they say, oh, that's one person every 40 seconds, but it's one person every 40 seconds, but that's not really what's happening. It's not like every 40 seconds, like clockwork, a person is dying. I don't know why they always do that in the news. Why do they always break it down that way? They'll say, oh, how many seconds are in a day and divide the, I don't know, I don't go for that. But anyway, it's dangerous out there. And they're saying, this uh, this article here is saying that Thanksgiving could be the mother of all super spreader events. That's how bad it is. 2,100 COVID-19 deaths reported on Tuesday, like I just told you. And the United States recorded more than 171,000 new cases. A record-breaking number of patients are hospitalized, more than 88,000, the highest number of COVID-19 hospitalizations since the pandemic began, and the 15th straight day of record admissions, and people are traveling, and they're flying, and they're going to see their friends, and they're going to see their family, and they're probably not wearing a mask, oh boy, they should be, even if, and then do the masks work? Some people say they work, studies, some studies say, I just read two studies at the beginning of the week. One of them said, masks don't work. They don't help unless they're N95 and then they kind of help. And then I read another article that said any kind of face covering helps. Any kind of mask helps. Cloth, N95, it's all good and it all helps. And here's diagrams. So which do you believe? Right? I mean, both of them are from studies. Both of them are from experts. 
How can they both be right? They can't. Uh, Home Alone is being said that that's a pretty good Thanksgiving movie. Paul says that. I like that one. Oh, and uh, the watch today is the um, is a Hamilton. This is a Hamilton. I guess they call this a um, panda style. It's a it's a uh, uh, tachymeter chronograph watch that has. Uh, I don't remember the exact model of it, but it's like a reissue of one. I love this watch. I've worn this one a lot, and that's what I'm wearing today. And then uh, the last link is something that I find. This is very disturbing. Okay, this is disturbing. I'm going to show this to you all, and if if you're lucky enough to be watching on YouTube or Periscope, you can suffer along with me. Uh, and I, I need to mute it because that's horrible. And uh, here it is. This is what you're not seeing uh, if you're not watching, is a slow pan across these dogs. And then I'm going to roll this back because I have to show you this again because it's very disturbing. This is a trailer, a 19-second a trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog, which was a beloved book for me and many other kids growing up. And it has been completely... Th- this trailer is so problematic and troubling to me Clifford is a CGI dog. It's a giant dog that's CGI'd and it looks, it looks horrible and the way it barks looks wrong and the audio sync is off for the way that it barks and it, 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 it looks horrible and it barks, but it's bark sounds like the regular size dog, even though it's a giant dog, which is disturbing. So let me show you this again, slow pan across multiple different breeds of dogs. Finally, moving past what looks like a boxer. I'm not really a dog person. And then it shows the giant dog, the horrible CGI'd Clifford dog. And then it licks across. I'm going to show you guys that again, because I want you to hate it as much as I do. Look at this. Watch. There's it. Now it's licking across the lens of the camera at the end of the trailer. I want to know, does it, if you're a dog person, does this resonate with you? Do you see this and think, oh, look at that dog. I got to go see that movie. It's Big Red Dog. It's Clifford. Because that's what dog owners all sound like. Does this make you want to see this film? Because it's it, it creates a violent, nauseatic reaction in me, if I can say it like that. It, it causes me to feel physically ill. And it makes me not only not want to see the movie, but to boycott the movie and to boycott... Paramount Pictures, except that my friend has a Yellowstone on the Paramount uh, TV. He's the producer of that, and I love that show, so I can't. It makes me want to never see a movie in a movie theater again. It makes me never want to see a dog again. It makes me never want to see the color red again. That's how repulsive and horrible this is. I'm dealing with it. I'm, I'm willing to look at things that are red and dogs and movies, but it's that bad. Um, it's horrible. And I want you all to see it. It's in the show notes. The show notes can be found at uh, dbl.fireside.fm slash five. So go there. I had someone say, oh, you know what? The show notes are, are they're missing. They're missing. They're not in the YouTube. I'm not going to put them in the, in the YouTube. That's a lot to ask of me. And shame on you for demanding that. Um, I am actually, interestingly enough, I am recording Roadwork tomorrow with John. He wants to record tomorrow. He's like, well, Thanksgiving's canceled, so we can... Uh, I'm like, well, it's not canceled for me. He's like, well, 
which canceled for me. I'm like, you're not having a meal. You're not with your family. He's like, nope, it's just going to be me and my daughter and uh, her mom. And I'm like, well, that's something. It's not fully canceled. You're still having something. Well, I am having Thanksgiving. Fewer people than normal. But those in the bubble, they all get to be there. But he wants to do the show. So I said, all right, I'll bring a microphone home and, um, you know, we'll record it. So I thought, well, since I have the microphone... And since there are a lot of people who are uh, like isolated and alone on Thanksgiving, should I do one of these shows tomorrow on Thanksgiving? Would you would you watch it? I want to do it if only there's only going to be like three people. Well, maybe I would do it for the three people. But maybe I could set it up in my backyard and just talk to you from the backyard and do a show that way. I don't know. Would that be weird? Would that be bad? Is it good? I don't know. Well, anyway... That's all I think I've got for you today. It's a slow day. Uh, working on some fireside stuff. We we just pushed out some more of the integration for Patreon, which is going to be really good. Uh, I've got some feeds and URL stuff that had to be updated to support Patreon. So that's up. Uh, we're going to work on the memberful integration, and then we're going to work on a dynamic ad insertion. So if you've been waiting for that, that is the next thing that we're going to be working on. And... Um, I think that's it. Uh, oh, Chris K says you could smoke something and do a show. I could. I could smoke something. Were you Wait, were you talking about food and the smoker or were you talking about something else? Uh, Abraham says, is the soundboard a part of the show? Every show could use a little soundboard. I don't disagree with you. And the answer is yes. As soon as I find out how to fix up this 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 monitor situation right here, because in order for me to like show you this stuff so that you, you know, the YouTubers can see what I'm doing here, um, in order for you to see that, I have to have a screen, a second screen connected to this PC. And right now I only have the one screen. I tried a setting up a second screen right down there. And there was horrible glare from it. And my glasses had it on there. And uh, everyone said, Dan, there's glare on your glasses. And I can't watch the show. I'm out. And so I had to take it away. And that was horrible. But I can definitely set something up to do a soundboard. Because I do have access to it. It's it's here. It's it's Actually, it's right there. Uh, but it's not integrated yet. But I actually picked out all the sounds and everything. And it's... Okay. Well... If, uh, if, if you, if y'all decide to tune in tomorrow, let me know if you want to, but I'll probably do one. And, uh, if you don't tune in or if I don't do one, have a great Thanksgiving and we'll be back Friday and Friday. I'm gonna be, like I said, I'm going to be doing quit I'm trying to decide if I should have a guest and who that would be, or if I should just, because I have some thoughts. I wanted to do a special episode of quit soon where I talk about, because I, I made a tweet the other day and in that tweet, I was talking about the method that I use to, to come up with an idea for a company and it's worked. It worked for five by five. It worked for fireside. And I wanted to talk about that. So many people have come to me and said, I, I want to start a business. What do I need to do to start it? And of course, step one in that process is coming up with a good idea. So I think I would talk about that and also the other steps that you need to do, how to decide if you should do an S corp or an LLC, where you, should you do it in, you know, Delaware or Vegas, or should you have it registered in, um, in your own state? Do you need a bank account? What's a DBA? All of these things. These are things I want to talk about. 
So I might just do that on, on Friday's quit. I don't know yet. Don't know. So I want to hear from you. But for those of you who do tune into this, I sure do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I used to ask this all the time. I'm going to ask you again, rate the show on iTunes. I haven't asked you to do that in a long time, but that um, this is a new show and the audience is small for it right now. And I want to build that and I need your help to do it. You can help me by tweeting about the show or when you see me tweet about it, retweet it. You can definitely help by adding reviews on iTunes. All of those things are tremendously helpful. So uh, I sure do appreciate it. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow, whether it's just for road work or whether it's for this show, you got to let me know if you want one. But uh, but that's it. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. And of course, if you're just listening to the show, check it out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Dan Benjamin is the place to go to find it. And uh, if you do tune in live and watch, that's even better. And thank you for doing that. And um, that's all I got for you. See you tomorrow.